This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Weekend surprise. California courts clear way for CWA rule and dicamba. CFAP under scrutiny at WTO. Judge refuses to block new waters rule. The Trump administration's new rule narrowing the reach of the Clean Water Act takes effect today. Late Friday, a federal judge in San Francisco denied a request to block implementation of the new Navigable Waters Protection Rule. More than a dozen states, including California and two cities, sought to ditch the rule, which replaces the Obama-era Waters of the U.S. rule, which expanded the jurisdiction of the anti-pollution law. The case will proceed, but U.S. District Judge Richard Seaborg's denial of the injunction request seems to signal bad times ahead for the plaintiffs who were opposed by more than 20 other states. The judge knocked down virtually every argument they made, said attorney Mark Ryan of Ryan and Kuehler in Winthrop, Washington, who worked with the 2015 WOTUS rule while at EPA. But he also says the decision doesn't bode well for cases filed by cattle producers in Oregon, Washington, and New Mexico who claim the new rule still exceeds the authority that the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers have under the Clean Water Act. Ninth Circuit allows dicamba use. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals issued a decision late Friday allowing dicamba use to continue this growing season. In a one-sentence order, the court denied the petitioner group's emergency motion that sought a halt to over-the-top dicamba use on soybeans and cotton following the court's June 3rd decision vacating registrations of Extendamax and Genia and Fexapan. The court also granted motions by CropLife America and grower groups to participate as friends of the court. They allowed BASF and Corteva AgriScience to intervene. Bayer's already an intervener. And they ordered a briefing for it next week on BASF's motion to stay the June 3rd decision. The American Soybean Association said EPA's June 8th order allowing continued use of existing stocks through July 31st provides for an orderly management of the distribution, sale, and use of the three herbicides. An immediate ban would have financially devastating consequences on America's soybean growers, according to the ASA. Deadline is here for CFAP comment. Today's the last day for farmers and commodity groups that think they were unfairly denied coronavirus relief payments to make their case to USDA. Those commodities include several types of wheat as well as apples. More than 1,200 comments have been posted at regulations.com so far. USDA says it was especially interested in getting information with respect to nursery and aquaculture products and cut flowers. But the requests for additional coverage go well beyond those to include hemp, tobacco, and clams. A farm in Hawaii asked for assistance for several crops, including coffee and cacao. It is important to remember that all agriculture, whether it is food or not, supports our nation's small businesses and family farms, wrote a representative of the Hawaii farm. Now, for more about this week's policy agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead 
at agripulse.com. USDA CFAP gets scrutiny at WTO. CFAP is getting close scrutiny and some criticism by World Trade Organization members. The European Union has expressed concern over the size of the program, and it wasn't alone in its alarm that the aid could be market-distorting. The U.S. at a Friday meeting of the WTO Committee on Agriculture argued that CFAP won't distort planting decisions because payments are only based on past production or supplies. But that didn't end the debate. Keep in mind, Australia and Paraguay say they are worried that CFAP would set a new precedent for future programs, and Canada has urged the U.S. to confirm that the payments were only temporary. U.S. officials responded that more CFAP spending could be on the way. USDA's Farm Service Agency has made $2.9 billion in payments so far under CFAP to over 220,000 farmers. That as of June 15th. China bans chicken from Tyson plant. Sources tell AgriPulse that China's banned imports from a Tyson plant in Arkansas, citing coronavirus testing results among workers. Tyson reported Friday, saying it had tested 3,748 of its employees at seven of its Arkansas facilities from June 4th to the 13th, 481 testing positive for COVID-19. About 95% showed no signs of infection when they were tested. Jim Sumner, president of the USA Poultry and Egg Council, said there is no justification for China's action, which comes as uh, poultry exports to China have been soaring. House sets FY21 appropriations schedule. The House Appropriations Committee will begin moving fiscal 21 appropriation bills starting next month. The Agriculture Bill, which funds USDA, FDA, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, it's scheduled for subcommittee action on July 6th. The full committee will take up the Agriculture Bill on July 9th. The Interior Environment Bill, which funds the Interior Department, the EPA, and the Forest Service, and the Energy Water Bill, which funds the Army Corps of Engineers, they're scheduled for subcommittee action on July 7th with full committee action on July 10th. Waivers would cost ethanol industry 2.4 billion gallons. Ethanol leaders say there could be 2.4 billion gallons of lost ethanol usage if EPA grants all 52 small refinery waiver petitions dating back to 2011. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score tells AgriPulse the 2.4 billion is on top of the 4 billion gallons already waived due to the exemptions granted by EPA. We are as an industry looking at what recourse we have. Ultimately, this comes down to political pressure, Score said. Here's today's She Said It. It's our industry's time to finally take our rightful place on the plate. That's Kathy Burns. She's the CEO of the Produce Marketing Association. During the United Fresh Produce Association's online United Fresh Live conference, she and other industry leaders said that the increase in at-home eating caused by the pandemic is introducing more consumers to fresh fruits and vegetables. But, she said, 
It's going to take all of us working together to deliver flavorful, consistent, quality product to really experience that joy of fresh. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, June 22nd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dalley.